This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. Check out and support us on Patreon for tons of content, including a bonus episode for each episode. If you'd like to reach out to us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share all sorts of nerdy stuff. You can also find us on Instagram, at Nerd Podcast Radio, and on Twitter, at Nerdcast Radio. Don't forget to review us on iTunes or whatever podcast provider you use. Reviews are important as they help our podcast grow. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. I'm your host today, Super Vegan Brian, and I'm recording a very special episode. This is episode 138, and um, we are doing this way off schedule because I'm about to go on my honeymoon, and... I'm, we're not going to be able to record during that time. So I asked my very special friend, fantasy cartographer, Anna Meyer to join me. Hi, Anna. Hi. Um, we threw this together at the last possible second. I'm actually leaving tonight. So this will probably be a short episode, um, but we're still doing that. Anna was nice enough to um, drop her busy schedule of ma- of map making. And, you know, I'm probably going to make her miss a deadline or something. So... <laughs> gave me 45 minutes and I can work a little bit while we're talking. So this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. All right. So today, um, you know, um, right now it's July 12th. So we have a few weeks till Gen Con. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about Gen Con 2019 today. But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You, where um, Anna and I share some of the nerdy stuff that we have been doing. Um, since we only have two of us, it's kind of silly to vote. So as usual, we only have a twofer. We're just going to share some nerdy stuff that we're currently up to. So Anna, what's nerdy with you? Uh, the coolest thing that happened within the last week was that I had a video uh, Discord conversation with, or Zoom, but it doesn't matter, a video conversation with Lynn LaKafka, one of uh, Gygek's original gaming buddies and that has been part of making D&D since early 70s. That was fantastic. That was really, really cool. He's uh, he he was he's the the um, the person behind Leomund. That is one of the that has a bun- bunch of spells. One of the wizards that was had spells in the original uh, player's handbook. He written a lot of uh, pages of the DM's guide and the player's handbook and a number of other things. He was a contributor to Dragon for years. So that was a fantastic conversation. Now let me see if I can remember Leomund was Liam in Secret Chest. Yes, exactly, among and other things. Secure Shelter and Tiny mm-hmm. Hut. So yep. he was a mm-hmm. wizard who, in the world of Orith, specialized in extra-dimensional spaces. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing, I don't know much about Liamin, but I'm guessing that his lair 
was on some kind of demi-plane or extra-dimensional space. Yes, I think so. And I'm certainly not an expert. I have to ask Len more stuff about that. But one of the reasons we, we talked was that uh, I'm working on, on Lendor Isles. That was his part of, of, of Greyhawk that he invented, those islands, and I'm mapping them. So that was one of the reasons that we talked. The other reason is that he... We both, uh, Leonard and me, going to be on um, Lord Gusumba's Twitch channel next weekend on the 21st, uh, July 21st. So, so that will be fun. Maybe even Lou Gygax will be there. We'll see. Yeah, be a part my, of the show. My, um, my GM brain makes me imagine a place with a lot of hidden secrets mm-hmm. a lot of little yep. hidden realms yep. and little hidden extra dimensional goodies yeah. like yeah and and that was a perfect question because now i'm going to ask him that on the show that was an awesome question so i'm going to i'm going to ask him about leonwood's what his lair is like i can just imagine walking yep. around on the island and passing through a couple mm-hmm. of trees and ending yep. up somewhere else entirely yep Definitely. That's that's really interesting. I I that that sounds fantastic. When you get information, when you get that done, can you share us links and sure and yep. so we can mm-hmm. so people can listen to y'all talk. That that would be wonderful. Yep, it will be on on Twitch and 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 it will be on YouTube after that. So yep. Oh, very cool. You get to talk to the coolest people. Sometimes it happens. Yep. Now um. That name sounded familiar. Um, you've told me about Lynn before. This isn't the first time you guys have talked. We have emailed back and forth, but this is the yeah. first time we've talked or, or video. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. And he lives out in Palm Desert, so so he's fairly local. So so I'm going to head over there sometimes this summer and be going to babble more and plan more on mapping and stuff. Oh, that sounds fantastic. That sounds yep. very appropriate for you to be in tune with the fat cats of Oreth. Mm-hmm. Yep. The founding fathers. Yep, that's part of the, the, the perks you get and when you when you're doing this a lot, so to speak. You get to talk to people who who, who who've done stuff and been around and, and invented stuff. So it's it I just love it. Yep. Well my um my nerdy thing um is also gaming related. Um I have a game coming up on August tenth. Since I've been in Portland, I've been trying really hard to find an in person gaming group and fortunately one found me. I ran into a girl at work who was like, my boyfriend and I really want to play. Do you play D&D? And I said, how do you know to ask me that? And they said, well, you work in IT. So I just assumed. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. And that is, that is, oh, yeah. that is fantastic. Yeah. So we met with them and had dinner a couple of weeks ago. And yep. everyone's really excited. We scheduled it for, because Heather and I are going to be gone till September 29th, uh, July 29th, not September, July 29th. So we scheduled it for after. Um, everyone is new. Everyone's a new player. Um, we had the two of them and Heather, and um, we ended up asking one of Heather's friends from work, who's really excited about playing too, who had no knowledge of the game at all, like barely even know the concept existed. So it's going to be a whole new table, and for a difference for me, it's going to be three women and one guy. Wow. So cool. I've ran for women before and yeah. I ran I ran for you and Heather when we were running the two people table. Yeah. Um, but I've never run for a whole group where it was mostly women, even in organized play. So I'm excited yeah. about that. I, I oh, think cool. it'll be I think it'll be a really interesting game. I so think will it, it be... will be a much more civil game than usual. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> but uh, are you going to be uh, Pathfinder 1 or Pathfinder 2? 
we're going to run through Pathfinder 1, and this will be a continual Pathfinder 1 group even after Pathfinder 2 comes out because I want to keep I want to keep my hands in Pathfinder 1 for a while. Yep. I plan on moving this group to Pathfinder 2, but after they've gotten the basics because I don't want to be learning a new game while I'm teaching them how to play. Yeah, that's true. They're, if they're beginning gamers, then it's much better to have a game system where you can concentrate on them rather than to find new rules and stuff. Yeah, that's, 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 that's smart. My Pathfinder 2 game will be you and Heather and whoever else we can find to play online with us. Yeah, yeah. I have a couple of, of, of great gaming buddies that I think will be wonderful to, to invite, but we have to talk to Heather about that too. I'm also going to ask David Theobald III and see if he's interested. Oh, cool. I'm yep. actually, I'm not going to. I'm just going to wait for him to listen to this. Ah, okay, good. Yep. <laughs> because he's guaranteed to. Yep, perfect. So we can have like a, a four-player four party or something. Well, I think we'll do it like last time where we play yep. with the goal to play every two weeks, mm -hmm. but the minimum amount of play is once a month. Yep. And I think that'll work real well if we do that through Roll20. Yeah. Um, with, with this group, I'm starting since everybody's new – um, I'm going to run them through a one-off. They're going to play um, pre-generated characters, and they're going to play Master of the Fallen Fortress, which was a free RPG day adventure written by Rob McCrary a few years ago. Okay. It was one of the, I think it was the first free RPG day adventure. And, and it's, oh, um, it's really, really simple and short. We'll probably okay. play it in one session. Yeah. And using pre-gens for, for people's first experience is probably a good thing because then they don't have to sit and be awkward about making all the dis, dis, weird choices of what feet to get and, and all that. And they if can, we run yeah. a few one-offs, I can have them run different pre-gens every time and they can get more yeah. of a feel for what they like until mm -hmm. people start making their own characters. <laughs> Yeah, you can. They can play each of the major iconics, so they can play a wizard, a fighter, and and some of the, the, the kind of base classes, and then pick from there. We'll we'll also get a a clue on who's really serious about playing, and if they want to continue, if they had a good time or not. Because you know, gaming yeah. isn't for everybody. Some people try yeah. it out, and it's just not their thing. I I I really like Master of the Fallen Fortress. I could run it without a book if I wanted to. Okay. It's, yeah, I it's, haven't played it. It you you. It's one of those whip it out and play it. I I. I kind of keep it handy just in case I have to run it at a convention because you can run it in like three hours. Um, it's it's a standard go to a place, explore a place, capture the loot, you know, fight the boss at the end, capture the loot. But it's an interesting concept. It's written well. So you're not just going into a random dungeon. You're going into the Cairnlands of Absalom and finding this siege tower that's been sealed up for years and it just finally ruptured because there was an earthquake and the side split open uh oh and yeah. the adventurers go out to you can come up with a number of reasons why they're going there mm -hmm. but they basically go there to explore um there's a um a missing adventurer that's in there you could use that as a hook to get them there or you could just have them be interested in you know someone's interested in looting the tower the actual tower has some really interesting denizens it also has a nice sampling of the different mechanics of encounters available in pathfinder first edition yeah that's the cool thing with with pre-made adventures that are made by by specialists and and real good designers is that you get a good sense of, of all the cool mechanics and encounter building and all that that it's that is top notch things you you can expect from it are like the climbing rules mm -hmm. and yep. the the um the swarm mechanics are there mm -hmm. 
Yeah, or, they, they or like tend to like to throw moves. swarms in the early adventures. I I don't know if I agree with that entirely because they're very hard to deal with. But I guess yes. it's good to teach people early. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I'm always nervous about the swarms, but I I ran a table one time for um, people who'd never really played before, and they ran into a swarm, and someone goes, "I light a blanket on fire and throw it on top of the swarm," and I went. You just changed my life. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah. That, that's that's a great way of, of dealing with it when you don't have a fifth level wizard around or yeah. someone who can it, cast area spells. It's the perfect way to deal with it. Um, yep. I also had someone um, light the room on fire and shut the door. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It, you, you know, sometimes people who haven't been gaming for years think very differently than people who've been playing. Yes, because it's like in everything else, you have like learned helplessness. Meaning if you gamed a lot, people told you that you need a wizard, otherwise you can't deal with it. And that means that everybody runs away and falls into panic when you don't have a wizard. And I've done that many times. It's like, oh, we don't have someone who can deal with them magically, so we have to run. So, um, yeah, that's what we've been up to. But um, we're here today, we're doing a shorter episode. We're here to talk about Gen Con, because Gen Con 2019 is coming up. It'll be the 51st Gen Con since Gen Con's been running since 1968. It's yep. August 1st through 4th, Thursday through Sunday this year. And I think it's going to be quite an exciting Gen Con. I haven't been since 2012, but I had a blast when I went. Yep. Anna, um What's so you go? You've been to Gen Con a few times now. You go yeah. there for work. You work with a number yeah. of mm-hmm. of companies that have interest in you being at Gen Con. Um, when you go to Gen Con, what's your reaction? What's the like the first time you went? What did you see? What was your? How did you grasp it? Like how would you describe Gen Con in in twenty seconds? Uh, yeah, I've been six times, and and for the first time I was there as a regular visitor, so to speak. I just bought my badge and and flew over and and was there for for a few days, and and you just overwhelmed. The first time I was just blown away. It's like sixty thousand or, or or something gamers in one place, and and it's huge. It's like a mile from one end of the convention center to the other one, if you include the the in, the hotels that are 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 have have. You can walk indoors from one end of the convention to the other, and it's a, it's a mile. And there's people everywhere, and you can find a, literally anything that is related to gaming and nerd culture in one place. And it's just staggering, and it's fantastic. So, so I spent the first day just walking around, staring at things. I was hit by the crowds first. Mm-hmm. It's just so many people, and yeah. It feels like a comic book convention with the number of people in costumes. Yeah. I've been to gaming conventions before, and surprisingly, at gaming conventions I've been to, cosplay is almost non-existent. You maybe see one or two at a convention. I mean, even PaizoCon, the big Paizo convention, you don't see a lot of that. But at Gen Con, it's like the entire community comes out and everyone dresses up. And it's every genre. Yeah, I think there's one difference. I've been to probably about 10 different conventions around in America and, and probably as, as many in, in, in Sweden and, and other European countries. But I think the difference between Gen Con and the other game uh, conventions is that the all all of them have have gaming, people sitting and gaming in their thousands. That happens at Gen Con too in, in various big, big hangar-like halls and in various conference rooms in hotels all around 
around the conference center. The difference is that Gen Con is so large that you have a huge um, exhibitors hall where you they sell everything. And there's so many other activities where people don't sit down and game, meaning there are bands to entertain. There are, are uh, people having their, this balloon contest where you blow up. They're, they're, they, they're stacking cards and build the biggest card house you can ever see and 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 then they they kind of you you throw money at it at the end and and ruin it so to speak in coins and stuff so there's like a myriad of other things happening apart from people gaming i think that's the huge difference and a lot of people probably go to gen con to not only game but to buy stuff because they, they if there, if there's something being sold that is related to to board gaming or role playing games or related nerdiness it's available to buy at a booth at Gen Con. What about celebrities? Uh, yes, there are celebrities. Not as much as I think it is on on, on some of the other th- things like Comic Con and stuff. It's not so, but but there are celebrities within the RPG world. Definitely, all the big game designers have and and artists and and stuff like that who are. And Gen Con just isn't about just RPGs. You have the board game world and the yes. collector card game world mm-hmm. as well. Yep. Yeah. And, and all, uh, the war game it, world. Yeah, yeah, and miniature games of all kinds, and and some some computer games. They always have an arc, uh, an old arcade with old arcade games and stuff in there, and 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 they also have some rooms with with uh, computer games that people love to play, multiplayer games. So you can sit and and there's like a hundred people playing World of Warcraft or playing something else, and there also some special nerdy online games that I'm not even aware of exist. And then I find that it's like 300 people sitting in a corner playing them with laptops and they have big props around and, and stuff oh, and like you that. have the um the larp community exactly the LARP and community the true dungeon uh, is is one of these kind of awesome things you can actually literally walk through a dungeon and do different challenges and get xp and stuff and you can keep your character and bring mm-hmm. it back to gen con every year yep yep so so there is like there's so much more than just sitting around the table. I think that's the huge, to me, the huge difference between Gen Con and some other cons. Play you can do at many other cons, but Gen here Con, you can do way more than play. Gen Con even has a play-by-post community that okay. the people who play on forums use Gen Con as a way to meet in person for the first time. Ah, mm-hmm. it, yep. And play-by-post and play-by-mail is something that's been going on for years that still exists. And yeah. And since before the internet, before play-by-post, yeah. people used Gen Con as a way to meet the people they've been playing with by mail. Yeah. I, I, I think the most important thing about Gen Con is it brings the community together in one place. And it's a yes. hub for planning and business and mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. bringing these campaigns together and for people to have – I mean – I, I know you have convention friends. I have people that oh, yeah. I only see at conventions that I yes. consider very good friends. Yeah, I have probably almost a dozen people that that I only meet at Gen Con every year, and and that are good friends, close friends. That normally then we we chat on Facebook and send emails and and skyping and stuff during the year. But at Gen Con is the the the, the time when you meet, and also the RPG business revolves around Gen Con. It's either before Gen Con, during Gen Con, and after Gen Con. Those are the the three times of year, so to speak. So, so it's it's kind of yeah. So everything now I have like two deadlines that that I need to two things that I need to have done at Gen Con and show, and I have a seminar that I need to write, and, and I have a two hour seminar, and that's another part of Gen Con that I love is all the seminars. You get to 
to listen to and ask questions and talk to all the game designers at companies. You can look at cool things and, and ask them and come with, with input, and, and it's fantastic. And one thing that's kind of new, I mean relatively new because it's the last like five, six years, is live play events are a yes. big deal now. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of games have their tournaments, their big annual tournaments at Gen Con. Um, and you can a also huge of, a tournament community that meets at Gen Con for the different games, especially Magic the Gathering has a huge mm-hmm. tournament that happens yep. at Gen Con every year. Pathfinder organized play. Pathfinder organized play. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can dig a little deeper. I mean, we've talked about Pathfinder organized play on the podcast before, but you have Adventurers League for D and D. You have um, the um, Rifts, the Palladium games. They have their own organized play. Yep. The uh, Shadowrun organized play, and I was just looking on the forums in preparation for this episode, and there's going to be all sorts of Shadowrun events going on at Gen Con this year. Um, One thing we didn't mention is, where is Gen Con? It's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis, Indiana, in um, the United States, obviously. Yeah. well, maybe not obviously to our international view- listeners, so sorry about that. No, but um, it's yeah, but it's it's the home of 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 D and D. It it started at Lake Geneva, where where Gary Gygax lived, and D and D was invented. Right? Yes, yeah, and then it moved when they outgrew Geneva, Lake Geneva. I don't know how many, but the first ones and probably a number of them afterwards were in in the horticultural hall of of of, of Lake Geneva. I've been and been there and, and seen it. It's a small little gathering place. Didn't at, it run it? both places for a while because i remember they used to call it gen con indie when it first started yes i yeah they, they spread out there was a gen that was a gen con uh, west coast in california somewhere and, and so on for a few Anaheim. years and then they, yeah and then they merged it all back together again but they started in lake geneva and ran it there and then they outgrew that and moved to milwaukee and i think it was run in milwaukee until around 2000 or something like that when they moved the, the big one to indie um, one of the things you have to know about Gen Con is when you're at Gen Con, it's not just the convention. All of Indianapolis turns into Gen Con. Yes. The city supports the convention so hard. So you will yeah. have themed restaurants, themed food trucks. Um, it's very similar to Comic Con in that way that you will have bars that serve health potions and dragon steaks mm-hmm. and yeah y- even you'll the police have wear menus. cool yeah they wore these cool vests with mail on it and and said indie police and it, it was awesome and and they had a uh, one year they had a, a fort like a, a a castle outside that said indianapolis police and and outside the convention center and and it's awesome yeah the city is very supportive of the community and the convention at, because they want our money. So, yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. It, it is a huge event. And I've been to Gen Con where I stayed after the convention, and it's amazing watching the city just tear down and turn back to normal. Yep. It's amazing. It, the effect that they have. They, I mean, the restaurants put up new facades for this. They put up new menus for this. Everyone's involved. And one of the things that comes in handy to know is – um, most of the restaurants near the convention hall will um, change their hours to 24 hours during the convention. Yep. So you can you can go to um, noodle places that are normally op- only open to like eight, 24 hours, Thursday yep. through Sunday. And- um, I took advantage of that when I was at Gen Con. I ate all my meals at a noodle house because it was the only gluten-free place I could find. That and I, um, I, um, there's a, a very famous shake place. 
in um, Indianapolis. It's a Midwest institution. I can't think of what it was called. But the only gluten free thing they had there, this was before I was off dairy, was uh-huh. a milkshake. So yeah. I had a chocolate milkshake for a meal. Oh, that's yummy. <laughs> yeah. But they have food trucks. They have food trucks in the hundreds around the convention center and, and the adjacent streets. And 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 there's it's so there is a myriad of options when it comes to And that's to something food. that's only been going on for about the past ten years. They started doing the food trucks, setting yep. up the food truck. Because when I went it was the first year they were doing the food trucks. Yeah. And, and it, but it's still there seems to be not be enough of food outlets because there is a line you can have to wait 20 minutes to 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 get food at the food trucks and it's just and and restaurants are are constantly jam packed and, and so yeah I want to talk about preparation for the event mm-hmm. so yep. Um, this is a beast. This convention is an absolute beast. It's like nothing you've ever done before. Because one of the things that got me about Gen Con is most of the gaming I did, I didn't do at the con. I played tons of pickup games at the hotel. All the hotels around Gen Con, you'll see people playing games on all the tables. Yeah, exactly. Um, everywhere. Everywhere. You're, you'll be seeing people playing games in nooks and alleys around the place. It's amazing how much gaming is going on. So... Um, my big thing for preparation is bring your supplies. Um, let's talk about basic preparation. Um, there is a rule. It is um, the three, two, one rule. You want to eat three meals. Mm-hmm. No, it's a four, three, two, one rule. You want to get at least four hours of sleep every night. Yep. You want to eat three meals. What was two? I know one is take a shower. Yeah. You get one shower. Two was. I'm not two, sure about that one. Two of something. Yep. <laughs> Two of something, okay, yep, and and take oh, a shower. Oh, two gallons of water. Yes, two gallons of water and take a shower, yep. Because mm-hmm. it's during the summer, and you will get yep. dehydrated. And when you're yep. around all those people, it doesn't matter how much air conditioning they have. Well, and, and that's the other interesting thing. Outside, it can be scorching hot, and inside, it can be freezing cold because they can run the air conditioning like it's it's no tomorrow. Because they, especially the early hours in the morning, they, they can cool it off like crazy. And then in the afternoon, it started to pick up when it's it's full of people. So so temperatures can vary enormously from one room to the other, from going inside to outside. I can give you a tip for um, preparation that I learned from Eric Britton because I ran into him at a con and he saved me because I didn't bring any food with me. And I had to rely on the very scarce food trucks and restaurants that had gluten-free. And Eric had this backpack with a ton of supplies. And one of the things he found were these little containers that had mashed up fruit in them. And they were like baby food for adults. He handed me like four of these and they saved my life. Yeah, and and I I've taken that to heart because I I bring soylent, uh, nutrient, uh, protein bars, uh, nuts and trail mix and and stuff like that. So so I come so prepared that I only plan to eat one meal outside somewhere. And the one rest thing I, have, I suggest yeah. is um, you're going to be doing a lot of walking around at the con, and you're going to yes. be doing a lot. Um, in addition to drinking water. Go on at least one walk a day that's just for the exercise. Yeah, and make sure that you pick shoes that you can walk two miles in without a hitch. So because you're going to have to cross that convention hall nine times. Yeah. Um, one of the things about Gen Con that was a bit of a shock to me, but I was told before, so it didn't throw me too off, is at Gen Con, 
it's very different than West Coast conventions. Um, middle, Midwest and East Coast is very different than West Coast in that each game requires a purchase. Yes, yeah, you have, yeah, games usually cost money, so, so you have to buy, and that's one of the, the, the general advice. Go to the find events and make sure that you, as quickly as possible, and now a lot of the cool ones are sold out, but make sure you get, so you book a ticket to the the uh, the event that so you have a chance to get in. Whether it's a seminar that are free, usually games cost money, but seminars don't cost money. So so and and make sure you get them. And also don't schedule two things next to each other because it might be a mile and a half. It might take half an hour for you to walk from one to the other. And if so, you're listening to this and you think. Wow, that's a big event, and I live far away from there. I'll never be able to go to that. I couldn't afford that. You can contact any of these game companies that are at the con and let them know you want to volunteer. Yep. Not all of them will fly you out. Some of them will. Not all of them will, at least not the first time anyway. If you yep. develop a relationship with them, you can start getting plane tickets. Yeah. But if you volunteer... You can get your badge for free to get into the con. You can get tickets for games. Yeah, and one even more important when it comes to money and, and access, they can might give you a hotel room that is next to the convention. And, and that you'd might be, be the most surprised yeah. how easy it is to get a hotel room through volunteering. They, yes. They're happy to get bodies out there working. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they want to have them fairly close and, and controllable so they can call you and, and say, now you need to come down. Because normally if you come there as a regular visitor, it might be really hard to get a hotel room within 10 miles of the convention. And you and, don't have to be experienced with gaming to volunteer. You can work at sign-in desks. Yeah. You can volunteer directly for Gen Con. You mm -hmm. can work security. You yep. can work. Um, you can work at um, at booths for different vendors. Just write lots of emails. Find go on Gen Con's website. See who's going to be there. Yeah. Um, the, I mean, this doesn't really apply to this year because most of that is already done. Oh yeah, they 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 and but if you if you have a product you like, make sure that you 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 pay attention. If they're going to Gen Con, have a booth there. Ask them. They might be just love the fact to have you coming as as a volunteer. And and that's what I do. At, at I volunteer for for Lone Wolf Development, and and then I also there to 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 talk at seminars with Cobalt Press and others that I work and do my maps for. So so it's 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 for me it's a win win. I get a chance to get a, a an exhibitor's badge, which gives me a chance to get into places that normal badge holders don't get into, like the exhibit hall before it opens and, and, and cool stuff like that. And then it also gets me a chance to feel like it is to be inside the gaming industry, literally. And and it's it's an amazing feeling. It's 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 one of these things. It's like Vegas. You should go there once in your life so you can kind of see the phenomena it is. And and I think Gen Con is, is the same way. You should do it once in your life. My experience was, um, so I was doing volunteering for Paizo. I was doing game coordination. Um, I was a venture lieutenant, which was one of their secondary positions at the time. And my venture captain decided they couldn't go to Gen Con that year. So I, they gave me their plane ticket. That wasn't from Paizo, but Paizo paid for my hotel room. They gave me a bunch of free books, and yep. I got to run games all con. I mean, mm -hmm. I got to go there, do the thing I like to do, yep. and I didn't have to pay for it. And they took me out to dinner one night. It was a fantastic experience. And yep. um, I met friends that I still have to this day. 
it yep. was it it's such a great thing to do. And I, I think volunteering is the way to go with a lot of these events because you're already part of an, an another community and you have people that are supporting you and people that want you to have a good time and they want you to be able to help other people have a good time. Yep. The only caveat to volunteering is that you have to have some stress tolerance and you have to be able to stand up for hours and, and talk to people and, and not get irritated easily and, and kind of so so those are the, the only two caveats. You have to be able to to be in an environment where people are surrounding you noisy and yelling and screaming and talking and laughing and, and, and so on constantly for hours on end. I would recommend you get a carabiner and put a canteen on it. Or yep. walk around with a camelback on your back. Yeah, for a bit. Yep. And drink, then. drink, drink water all day. Um, be very, be moderate, moderate with the alcohol while you're there. Um, I mean, Anna and I, neither of us drink, so we don't have that obstacle. But I've seen a lot of people just come back tore up from Gen Con with the mm -hmm. amount of drinking. So yep. drink responsibly at these events because you will, you will mess yourself up for weeks. Yep. Um, the food plan, find out, look up the area and find out what there is, bring food with you, have snacks with you. Yes. That, that you can, you can rely on if, because sometimes it might be far away to food and it might be, do you have to wait for half an hour, 20 minutes, or it might be hideously expensive, or it might be up not to your taste where you are. So, so food can be, food can be a fantastic experience. You can end up in a wonderful restaurant with a cool fantasy menu and, and the best company on the planet. But it might also be, you have to line up 20 minutes to get, get the, the, the cheapest burger possible. And that is hardly more than warmed up. So it can be very much hit and miss. So if someone wants to go to Gen Con and they want to get the best value, what do you recommend they do? Well, for me, it's to find out cool things about the game, have a chance to meet game designers and get like an inside perspective of, of games and see things that you can't see. So seminars, I think, is the hidden gem of Gen Con. There are so many game designers, game companies, artists, and so on who, who spill their beans, so to speak, that talk to their fans and, and, and socialize on, on seminars. So that's the hidden gem. They don't cost anything to get into, you, but some of, a lot of them are booked full so you need to get a ticket and you and, have seminars that are things you might not expect like how to make costumes exactly and craft that, things exactly and, there are yeah. seminars on um, almost everything from from politics and gaming gender and gaming to to crafting to to how to get your kids into gaming how to write a novel how to do all sorts of stuff one and, of the yeah. best lbgtq um, seminars is at Gen Con every year. That it's diversity yep. in gaming, and mm -hmm. it is a yep. wonderful seminar. Yep. Um, the, another hidden gem of Gen Con is there are non-gamer activities. Yes. There is a whole section where you can. There's there's spas, and they have all sorts of things set up for if you have a member of your family who's not into it, they can have yep. a resort weekend at mm -hmm. Gen Con because yep. Gen Con wants people who have families who don't game to come to and have a good time so they'll come back with their families. Yeah, and there's a kids area where kids can do gaming activity, gaming related and fantasy activities with, with vetted professionals and stuff. That Gen is, Con is one of the few places that has daycare. Yep, exactly. And and I bet 
your kids would that would probably some of the coolest daycare you can ever have you can you have people dressed up at knights or 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 trolls or or, or stuff like that wizards and so on playing through visually playing through in a in a made up garden inside the they last year they they had the daycare center inside the uh, the Lucas Oil Arena. So, so it was inside on the the the, the actual court itself that, that they normally play football in. They 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 had the thing there, and they had buffer weapons. They had all, and and it was they had tough fights with the kids, and they had uh, quests that needed to be done, and 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 quizzes, and and all sorts of stuff. It looked amazing. Yep. I am just taking a look at the website to see um, what kind of things are going to be there this year. But um, I'm on the exhibitor list. I don't want to be on the exhibitor list. I want to go to experience. I want to go to programs and events. And I want to go to industry guests of honor. So let's see who's going to be there this year. Ooh, Monty Cook is going to be there this year. Mm -hmm. And he's going to do a seminar called Lessons from a Life of Role Playing on Friday at 11. So if you've never heard of Monty Cook, you probably don't play Dungeons and Dragons. Monty Cook is a well-known name in going all the way back to second edition of D&D. He was involved in Planescape. He was involved in the third edition of D&D. Um, and now he's part of the creator of the Numenera campaign setting, which yep. is the basis for the Torment Rise of Numenera um, Tides of Numenera video game. Mm-hmm. Um, he's part of the Cypher system and Invisible Sun. Yeah. And he was inducted into the Hall of Fame of the Academy of Adventure Gaming Arts and Design. Um, that is a cool name to see. Yep, yep. And and that that's the cool the coolest thing is that Gen Con, the RPG industry is still kind of down to earth enough that you can find people like that in the booth, or you can go to a seminar with like 40 people and and 50 or maybe even 100, and you can ask a question and they will talk and 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 it's it's fantastic. You can get an autograph and 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 you can kind of ask them questions about it, and they will spill beans on on cool things they're doing. It's 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 in that way it's it's wonderful. That that's the side of Gen Con that I love the most. Is that I get to to get the feel of what's happening. I can get a, hear the designers talk about something cool that I've just heard a little bit about that I'm interested in. I'm, I'm going in and listen to it and can ask questions and see it done in action by people who who, who know what they're doing because they designed it. Did you know that Yaya Han is going to be there this year? No. Nope. Yaya Han is a like the name of cosplay. Uh huh. Um, she's been doing cosplay since Anime Expo since 1999, and she's been the host of many cosplay TV shows. I don't. I'm not surprised because cosplay is such a because there's so many people walking the exhibit hall and the hallways and happening, so you can actually walk around. And so the cosplay at Gen Con is fantastic. It's like you can see things like one. You can see things like a whole platoon of of stormtroopers. And including Darth Vader, and and they, last year one of the the coolest thing I saw was a life-sized remotely controlled R2D2 that could move all the the head around and and talk to you and and all the beeping and tweaking and whistling and all that and 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 C3PO walking next to them and they look like the movies. Believe me, they were they were 
super authentic. And and then you had a couple of guys dressed up as sand people, and they built partially a mock-up of, of, of one of their big kind of terrain or like tank-like things, and they were standing under it. and was a mock-up, and the rest of it was a painting under it, and they were standing in front of it, and they had a bit of sand and a couple of small plants and stuff. It looked fantastic. It was just awesome and 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 i've seen shambling mounds i've seen the the uh, various from the tolkien movies from yeah all sorts everything under the sun and, and one of my favorite yeah. things about gen con is um authors avenue yeah um the last time i was there i got to meet tracy hickman and shake his hand and chat with him yeah. i got to meet brandon sanderson um i was blown away I mean, I didn't expect to be able to walk up to a booth and actually meet these people. And there was no line. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, yep. This year, I'm not recognizing any of the authors by looking through, um, except for Chris Jackson is going to be there. He's one of the Pathfinder Tales authors who wrote the, Pri- the Pirate's Prophecy series. So hey, that's yep. mm-hmm. that's just really exciting to me. I wish I could be there this year. Yeah, I have one of my uh, good friends uh, is, is Hans Cummings. I've done some maps for him. He will be there at the the uh, sitting yeah, as, as one of the in the authors row on. And and there are several other artists and stuff that I normally always chit chat with and and stuff. So it's yep. Yeah. And but one of the things going back to cosplay again, they have a cosplay parade. I think it's on Sunday at noon or something, but I might be, it might be Saturday. But usually midday, one of the days, they have a cosplay parade that goes through the whole convention. And there's literally several thousand people dressed up as everything under the sun. It's, it's, that's fantastic. You can there's see also all- an art show. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just impossible to go over everything here. Yeah. It's and, absolutely impossible. Yeah, and if you spend like the whole con, at least make one day, especially if it's the first time, one day where you don't schedule anything and just walk around to see what you find the whole day or take at least take a couple of half days, take four or five hours off between events at times and just walk walk the exhibit hall. That's a, that's a whole day before you discovered all of it. And, when and, I was just yeah. wandering around, I came across people playing – centipede the original arcade game on a projector it was amazing yep and it just with so much energy and people like crowding around someone playing this game and yelling and cheering as they score more and more it was i've never seen energy like that around playing a video game yeah it's it's it's, yeah it's it's really a a kind of a, a phenomena in itself that is just fantastic it needs to be experienced so um we're not aware, and we tried to do a little research on this to try to find what's coming out at Gen Con, but unfortunately, Anna and I are too mired in the Pathfinder <laughs> community in Paizo, so all we know is that Pathfinder 2nd Edition is coming out this year. Um, well, we tried to make this episode um, less about tabletop role-playing game and more about just Gen Con in general and how exciting it is, because we've been doing a lot of TTRPG episodes lately. Um so if you know of anything that's happening at Gen Con this year that we couldn't possibly go over, make sure to put that on our Facebook page when this episode goes live. Yep. But I think that Pathfinder will probably be one of the biggest uh, launches at Gen Con this year, be- simply because P- uh, Paiso is one of the biggest companies that have a, a large presence at, at, at 
it, and they're can't. a golden sponsor of the event. Exactly, and and because wizards are not there officially, they they run a, a lot of their D and D fifth edition is being run Adventure League and a whole bunch of other games. They use the fifth uh, the D and D fifth edition system, but they are not there as a company. They're they're a lot of their you could probably find a lot of Wizard of the Coast employees there. That that's I've seen them every year, but they're not there officially as a company, and that means that Paizo is probably the biggest company that is there as an official presence with a huge booth and stuff. They always have the biggest booth at, at Gen Con, and this year I think will be their biggest launch yet. So they will probably have truckloads of books to 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 sell at the convention. One of the things I want to say is. You know, we're talking about Gen Con right now, and you might be thinking, this is too little, too late. I want to go, but I can't go this year. How do I experience all this? Um, One of the things you can do is you can call your local gaming store and seeing if they're doing a pop-up Gen Con event. A lot of the games, Gen Con is running an event right now called Pop-Up Gen Con, where they're previewing and demoing things at Mm -hmm. gaming stores for people who can't go to Gen Con to try to hype up the event. So look for that. Another thing you can do is... And now this is specifically for Pathfinder and Paizo fans. Um, You can follow the No Direction podcast. And if you follow their podcast, they record all the seminars and all the announcements at Gen Con. And they they are doing a live broadcasting on Twitch this year too so 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 they will be there and and will broadcast live from from the convention and not only no direction because if you're into one particular game you can you can, you probably know a, a twitch or or a youtube channel that covers that game and it might be more than likely that that the people behind that channel will be at gen con they might not run it live but at there are so many people who are YouTubers and Twitch broadcasters that go to Gen Con, have a camera on their over their shoulder or hold it, or some of them even build build studios and and broadcast. A lot of the game publishers turn their booth into a studio and run live games, talk about it. They they broadcast as seminars on Twitch and stuff. So so it, with a little bit of poking around on the interwebs and on Twitch and YouTube, you can find. So much, and and I will often experience a half of Gen Con afterwards when I watched a lot of the the seminars I could make it go to, and and some of the live games and presentations and launches and stuff I didn't have a chance to to see in person. So I the the the, the, the week after Gen Con I kind of catch up on all the things that I knew was happening, but I didn't get a chance to see. If you want a detailed, multi-level, like exhaustive. Uh, coverage of Gen Con, like what to expect, how to survive it. Um, you want to go to highshelfgaming.com. Um, High Shelf Gaming Podcast has a multi-part Gen Con survival guide, and you know we're talking for an hour, so we're not able to cover every single thing. But they're doing several hours of coverage. Check out high gen, highshelfgaming.com, and you can find you can just prepare for this kind of thing. Plus, if you know if you you're not going this year, maybe it'll get you excited about going in a future year. Yeah, and you should probably spend the better part of a year planning for it because you you need to to register early for for events. So so when they so make sure you check the the GenCon website at GenCon.com and and so you can book early and so you can get your badge and if you're lucky you can be part of the, the they have a, some sort of draw on the hotels and stuff so you can be in the hotel lottery and get a, 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 a hotel room that is actually adjacent to the convention center and then you can also 
kind of book your ticket to cool events. So you have to, and that that needs to be done months ahead, maybe six, eight months ahead or something like that. And they have a certain day, so you can see when the various tickets to events goes on sale or or are released because it, a lot of the tickets are for free. So 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 you need to plan these things ahead and also make sure you plan a lot of of time when you haven't anything planned because there is so much to see that you weren't aware of so so i would suggest that don't plan maximum half the time don't plan more than that and usually leave four or five hours every day unplanned or a whole day when you don't plan anything because there's so much to that you can just bumble into and stumble into and 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 experience and i think brian muted his mic I muted yep. my mic. I just went into a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Gen Con, um, so this episode is going live on July 24th. Gen Con is a week and away a day. So I hope we got you excited about the event. If you're going this year and gave you some tips for survival, um, if you are going and you've gone, feel free to comment on our Facebook page and or comments on our SoundCloud or comment or whatever podcast platform you use. Um and um, if you're not going, I hope this got you excited about it and gave you some tips and gave you some places you can look into it. Um, but, you know, I think that's enough time talking about Gen Con. I want to ask. So, Anna, when I called you and asked you if you were doing this, you said you were working on some maps and you said you were working on some deadlines for Gen Con. Is there anything you can tell us about what you're working on yes i can i can give a, a kind of a first exclusive that i haven't told anyone yet and i think i can i can uh, spill the beans i'm working uh, for cobalt press uh, i've done first i did the southlands map like five years ago and then i did a, a rework of midland midgard that is the the central part of the midgard setting uh, like two years ago and now i've actually merged the two maps i've updated the southland map and i'm doing a political map of the whole area so that is coming out that's one of the things that i hope i can have done in a couple of days and have that done so that was one of the the, the deadlines i had for for this gen con then i have a couple of other ones that i can't talk about yet but this is one that is coming up and i think midgard fans have been yelling and screaming at both wolfgang and me and a bunch of other kobold designers for 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 a year to get this or two years so so it's coming yep that is so exciting. I'm so happy about that. I love the work you do. Are you, you up for any Ennies this year? Uh, no, I haven't been involved. I looked at the, the Ennies, uh, what was uh, on, on being nominated, and I don't think there was any product that I was involved in, which is kind of rare. I think I've been involved in at least one <clears throat> one of the, the Ennie nominations for the last four years or five years. So, so, so that's kind of that was. So it's been a quiet year that way. So, so it's it, which is in a way good because that way I don't have to run over and and see the any nominations this year. It's been a mainstay every year. It gives you some free time to do something else. Yep. Mm -hmm. Um. Do you have any gaming planned? No, I usually don't game at Gen. I know you don't. I feel exactly. like that's such a shame. No, but uh, to me. Uh, I, I've, I've only gamed once at Gen Con, and that was a weird little game that you were 
supposed to play that hasn't come out yet. You used uh, t uh, two six-sided dice, and you were playing uh, divers that was trying to go down and, and salvage wreck at the bottom of the ocean, and 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 you could die from from hypoxia and all sorts of stuff. And you were going up and down, and and you could help each other, or you can kind of ruin it for the other players. It was kind of a bar game you sat around in a bar and played, and it was Monica Marlowe that ran the game, and and that's the only thing I've ever played at Gen Con for the six years up in there. One I, thing I yeah. would recommend is check out games on demand and just kind of looky-loo and see what people are playing. Because I would love for you to just see someone play games in the dark. Okay. I would yep. I would love for you to just get a glimpse of it and get excited about it. Because it's yep. such a cool game. It mm -hmm. got me it got me hooked on the start. I watched people play games many times at Gen Con, and and yeah, so so I've I've seen that and studied it, so to speak. But to play games, I have so much to socialize and 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 work and stuff. So that's my thing for for Gen Con. But and also because when you play games, you usually go to one of these little rooms somewhere and you sit in game or little. Some of them are huge, they're like aircraft hangars. Some of them, so there are thousands. There's the biggest one probably have like ten thousand people that plays game in one room that's the biggest one it's it's just it's like the, the hangar you can put a boeing 747 into it easily and there's so many hidden games yes it's just there's there's little games in every nook and cranny it's, mm -hmm. it, and yep. you find out about the invite yep. only games and yep. it's just yep. amazing and there's yeah there's like seven or eight hotels that are hooked up to the convention center through through the glass like overpasses and stuff and 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 each of these hotels have so many nooks and crannies and tiny little conference rooms and 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 big lobbies and stuff that people are playing at every table or couch or sitting on the floor or whatever is there anything you would like to promote uh, do, 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 do. right now i think uh, well i can i can be shameless self uh, plugging and and say that i have a, a patreon that i have solely neglected for a couple of months because i've been working so much on other things but there will be this fall it will now after gen con i will basically only work with patreon stuff and greyhawk stuff so where can so people done, find that at patreon.com forward slash anna b meyer or they can go to ghmaps.net. Didn't you just website. recently finish a huge project? Yes, I did. Uh, I redid the Atlas version of my Flannies map, meaning it was cut into 70 pieces that each are 11 by 17 inch. So you can easily print them out on your, your inkjet printer or go to a Staples Print Center or something and get it printed. You even helped urge the original creator of the Greyhawk font to make a new font for That's that That's true. Yes, exactly. Darlene, I, I commissioned Darlene and, and, and nudged her out of, of in, back into to, um, doing f fantasy fonts. So I got her to, to release a Greyhawk Gothic, the first font that will be more coming. I'm pretty sure she, she got a, she's so damn good at, at calligraphy and, and there's a whole bunch of cool ideas. So, so hopefully she will do more of them. And it's a font that is creative commons. So you you can use it as long as you just use it for your use for your own games and for fan stuff and so on and not selling the stuff. Then you can just download the font and get it for free. And there is a link on my website and there will be many other sites. So ghmaps.net and scroll down in the blog and you can find the, the link to the font there. And, and it's free to use for, for non-commercial purposes. You're free to use it. How fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um I want to point everybody in the direction of a blog um, on um, 
so I'm on my honeymoon right now as of this episode coming live. So Heather and I decided to do a blog of our honeymoon. So you can find that at, and I'm going to, where is my URL? Oh, here we go. SVHNYC.tumblr.com. That's Super Vegan Honeymoon New York City.tumblr.com. SVHNYC.tumblr.com. And we're going to be posting every day and just giving an update of what a gluten free, dairy free, honey, vegetarian honeymoon is like. Oh, gluten free, cool. dairy free, pescatarian. And mm-hmm. we'll probably post some nerdy things that we see on there too. So it yeah. won't be just boring food stuff, but where we decided it would be a fun thing to have a blog to remember the whole thing from. So um, we threw that together this morning and we're going to be updating it every day. Oh, awesome. So um, thank you so much for being on. And I had so much fun talking to you today. Oh, same. Thank you so much for having me on. This is wonderful. And I get a chance to get me more into the Gen Con spirit, too. Gen Con is an amazing event. It's been going on for 51 years now. It has grown and it hasn't lost the spirit of what it's about. No. And it, yeah, it's it's just grown hugely enormous, but it's still uh, it's it's just it's just fantastic. If you're nerdy and into something nerdy, board gaming or tabletop role playing game related, or video games, or you're yep. just like cosplay, or yep. you're yep. interested in gaming and want to check something out, it is the mecca of yep. gaming. Mm-hmm. And you know, we barely went into the board games. You will see board games you've never heard of, and it yep. is just an airplane hanger, like Anna said, mm-hmm. of board yep. game experience. Yep. Yep. Um, so, um, thank you for coming out, Anna. I have been Super Vegan Brian, and I was joined by Anna Meyer. Thank you. And this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy. Stay informed. Stay awesome. This was a quick episode, so I'm just...